Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Happy Monday night to you. I hope you had a good Monday. I hope you had a good weekend. I hope you watched football on Saturday, on Sunday. I hope you watched some basketball. I hope you ate. I hope you enjoyed, uh, what is this, the fall. I hope you turned your clock back. Hope you had a good one. Doesn't matter if you had a good one or a bad one. I'm going to be hanging out with you for the next four hours. This is when I get started, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Pacific. Shout-outs to everybody listening all over North America on the free Odyssey app, on your local CBS Sports Radio affiliate, Sirius XM, Channel 158, and everybody locked in on a smart speaker. I say thank you. It is Monday night. We got a Monday night football game going on. And to the shock of absolutely no one, the New York Jets don't know what the end zone is. They know how to fumble the football, though, twice. Uh, The Chargers are beating the Jets. It's halftime right now. Uh, Chargers 17, the New York Jets with three points. We've had a busy weekend. We we saw some pretty damn good matchups. Cincinnati Bengals beat up the Bills, and Dallas Cowboys lose to the Eagles starting off in Germany Sunday morning. We saw the Kansas City Chiefs take care of the Miami Dolphins. We saw Caleb Williams crying. Yeah, there's crying in football, at least in college football. We saw a quarterback crying. Today, we see a manager jumping ship. Craig Council goes from the Brewers to the to the Cubs. I guess being the highest paid manager will do that for you. James Harden just made his debut with the Los Angeles Clippers, and they lost. The defending women's basketball champions in college, LSU, loses to Colorado. Yeah, when is the last time anybody talked about women's college basketball? With the championship, and I just did. So we got a lot to do, a lot to discuss, a lot to go through. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is still answering questions about cheating scandals. And Aaron Rodgers, by the way, not only do the Jets suck, they could probably use a one-leg quarterback because Zach Wilson still stinks. So we got a lot to do. We'll keep you up to date with the Chargers and the Jets as the game continues on. But before we do anything, it's real simple here. Shep, how are you, man? You doing good? I'm doing good. Thanks for asking, JR. How was your weekend? It was good, man. I'm, I'm happy to hear. By the way, folks, if you wanted to know everything that we were going to talk about already, it's simple. Everything is at JR Sport Brief all over the place, all over social media. And if you want to give us a holler tonight, the number is 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Uh, The New York Jets have turned the ball over twice already in the first half. Uh, 
Garrett Wilson fumbles the ball. Zach Wilson gets stripped. And it's just – it's sad. Oh, yeah, and by the way, I can't forget the uh, the Chargers touchdowns. Austin Eckler had one, and then the Chargers were also able to run one in on a punt return. And so Zach Wilson, now that this uh, third quarter is underway, the New York Jets have the ball. He is a whopping 16 of 25 for 120 yards. A very, you know, New York Jets-esque. But before we, we, we even move on past that – Shep, you said you were okay. Man, you ran the marathon, New York City Marathon yesterday. Congratulations. I really appreciate that, JR, and, and thank you for the shout-out uh, on Twitter as well. Um, obviously, everyone knows at this point uh, they can follow you on JR Sport Brief among various platforms. And, um, JR, if you ever if you ever have any interest or there anybody that is out there listening has any interest, this is a life-altering event. And... Um, it, there's there's magic to it, Jr. And there's a reason why you see half the people crying when they finish because they're in uh, excruciating pain, and then you also see on the flip side half of people crying because they realize that uh, they did something that they didn't even deem possible. So, Jr., if you ever have any interest in doing something like this, and I know you don't play basketball necessarily anymore, but I do know you're still a hell of an athlete. If there's ever any interest in you wanting to run a New York City marathon, I am your guy to talk to, my friend. Well, thank you. Uh, That day will never come, but thank you. I (laughs) I appreciate that. Well, how was your experience? Were you crying, or what what were you doing at the end? Yeah, yeah, I was... um... I was I was definitely emotional in, in more ways than one. So you're gonna think I'm crazy. I don't even know if I told you this, but um, I hosted I hosted here, you know the the did morning. Did you do that last year? Yeah, I, yeah, I did. Yeah, uh, I expected that to be. All know, right, yeah. all right. So I didn't I didn't get any sleep. Um, you know, Sh- what do you Sean, mean you didn't sleep? I didn't sleep. I I ran the marathon on no sleep because. Wait, 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 wait. You didn't sleep before the marathon? No, no. What the hell were you doing Saturday? Hosting. You were here Saturday. Well, Sunday Sunday morning. So, so I you slept. You hosted I, Sunday morning. Correct. You got off air at what time? Six? Got off air at six, yes. And then you started the marathon at what? 10, 11? Correct. 10, I started the marathon at 10 a.m. So I slept until Saturday, obviously. But then then I prepped for the show. Uh you do a lot of prep for every one of your shows, so you know what that's about. And then I didn't sleep, and I just went on adrenaline and momentum and sheer will. And I said, you know what? We're so busy as as a industry, not you necessarily, but most people in our industry are pointing the fingers at athletes that we think are overpaid, overhyped, and don't do enough in their performance. And it's about damn time people in the media industry uh, walk the talk and actually do something on their own that's athletic. So if I'm going to be here on the microphone, Jr. every night, six days a week, and be critical of athletes, I better hold myself to the same kind of expectations. Well, that's nice of you. And But when you finished, you went to sleep, right? When I finished, uh, you have to actually walk an extra two miles because the New York City Marathon likes to really torture you. After that, I had to get on the subway where nobody wanted to give up their seat. And oh, nice. I am in a poncho and yeah. literally cramping and feel like I'm going to faint. And well, New Yorkers that, don't care about you, do they? They do not care about anybody but themselves, unfortunately. Yeah, it's not to say that there's not wonderful New Yorkers out there, JR, but there are people um, that do not care less about what you just accomplished. I tried to get across the barricade in order to exit. Um, a woman pushed me and said, you are not allowed here. I said, I just ran a New York City Marathon. I'm going to go where I want. And then a guy got in my face and said, uh, oh. you are not going to touch anybody. 
you're going to go that way with the rest of everybody. And I said, excuse me, I don't know if you heard me. I just ran a marathon. If I want to exit this way because I am cramping and I can't stay on my feet anymore, that's what I'm going to do. And if you have an issue with that, please get your boss. They got their boss. They let me go. Uh, so, oh, wow. so I had to be a little Man, you beefing after the marathon. Well, Jeez. JR, the, I mean, the way, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. 26.2 miles? It's 26.2 miles, yeah. but what they do, and they got even stricter about it this year, is they, you probably are aware of this, you know they make you walk an extra two miles after you're done when you exit? I didn't, I didn't know it was two. I didn't. I, didn't, I know there's the exit. I know there's a pathway out. I didn't know what happened. Oh, it ain't a pathway. It's like an extra 5K. I'm exaggerating a little bit. Uh-huh. But it's like an extra mile plus. That's the worst thing you could be doing. I mean, I'm all for cool downs. But when you just ran the length of, a, again, a marathon, the last right. thing you need to be doing is stay on your feet continuously. And that's the that's the gripe and the issue that I have with these people that are organizing well, this incredible race. who's going to take it up with the, uh, I don't know who the hell it matter, the New York tennis runners or so, who's going to take right. it up with the road runners? Exactly, New York road runners. I mean, I, right. I might say something, um, but I, in all seriousness, Jared, like you see people... You want uh, me to curse them out on the fan <laughs> on Saturday? No, because it. I want you to be in good standing with everybody. But, but I'm JR... Run, I'm, I don't care about the running. Fair I'm enough. not running. Yeah, yeah, well, you may run someday, but, but JR... No, like, right. like honestly, like, like it's like um, it's a little bit of an exaggeration, and, and I know it's, I know, I know it's not going to war, so I, I don't mean to make light of this, but you feel like it's the closest thing that you could get to a war zone because you do see people while you're walking out of this exit for an additional plus oh, mile. Oh, they, they got to sit down. They're done. You, yeah, you see people yeah. cook, Jr. I mean, they're screaming from the, you know, from the top of their lungs. Yeah. They're in, a, they're in agony. They're in excruciating wow. pain. And so my only, my only gripe with the New York City Marathon is it's a wonderful event. There's so many great people that come out and support <laughs> and, and volunteer. But what they right. need to do is really keep in mind the runners after the race. And of course, there's always those ventures that want to get money out of you. So I'm getting like an email left and right saying, hey, you can only pay one twenty nine ninety for this package. You can pay $100 for this package. Then what they're going to do in a month from now, they, JR, is they're going to say, hey, 25% clearance off. You can get all photos. So I, I know it's coming, but it was a wonderful experience. This is a very long way of saying not after the race did I sleep immediately. All right. Okay. Well, I'm glad you, and you ran it in what? A four change? Oh, man. I, I'm embarrassed. Hey, JR, let, let, let me, you, you're going to be the first to hear this. You ready for this? No. I did not train properly. I am getting older now where I am in my late 30s, and I can't necessarily get by on just sheer and raw athleticism. What I'm going to do is, this is my goal. I'm embarrassed with my time. It was a 434. It's embarrassing. Oh, it sounds okay to me. It's terrible. JR, you heard it here first. I'm going to do my damnedest to break three hours next year. You're going to go sub three? That's my goal. (laughs) That's my goal, JR. Hey, do me a favor. Do 207. Okay? <laughs> Can't do 207. JR, can I ask you something? This Are you is like Kenyan? this is like this is like a Chris Russo moment. If oh, I if I break You're gonna th- retire? <laughs> go for it. Knock well, he out. Yo, he backed out of everything there. If I break three hours, what like who who can I bet that's big enough where like that can be something monumental? Where like someone goes from like four thirty to breaking three hours? Because all the time we talk about athletes needing to be at their apex and so oftentimes it's the lazy radio host that uh, hasn't even broken a sweat in about two years. What do so, you ask what are you asking me now? What for? should I put on the line? Like if I can break three hours, like what's something like like how should I wager I on this know. to where it could be like interesting? I don't know. You gotta find somebody that cares, Shep. 
That's a great point. You gotta, you gotta do that. I believe you, so you ain't got no uh, enemy or opponent in me. Okay, but here's what I'm saying. Like, should I, should I reach? Uh, here's what I'm saying. Should I reach out to like the Lakers and say, "This is my story. If I can break three hours in my late 30s, going from 4:34, and I do this X, Y, and Z, can LeBron come on with Shep and Jr. for like five minutes? Like, I'm trying, I'm trying to make this really worth my while, bro. You don't think waste your time. You, like, you don't think go, you do that? Go, go, go. That can be done separately without a, a thing. And if I'm if I'm the Lakers, why do I give a damn about the New York City Mariners? Go talk to the Nets. <laughs> okay, okay. Like go ask them. Go ask them for a monetary donation or something. Well, I'm They're thinking probably, right. I, mean, I would say Knicks, but we know the Knicks don't do nothing. There we go. Like, like, do we reach out to like the I Dream Academies that LeBron set up and and like ask to speak to them and say like, hey, I'm gonna pledge to like raise this amount of money. Uh, for this charity, if I can break three hours, and I and and I'm gonna ma- I'm gonna give whatever proceeds I make to like the I Dream Foundation and like LeBron yeah, James go, can get behind it. Like I'm listen, trying to be creative with this. Go do it. I'll support it. I wish I I was running, but I'm okay, not. You gotcha. go for it. Well, Jr. Out. You have to You gonna shave me. off an hour and a half? <laughs> That's the goal, Jr. And and I mean this in all in all sincerity, man. Wow. Um, thank you for all your support. Thank you for just being you. Thank you for always thinking of me. Thank you for holding my best interest in your and your shoulders and your career. And I can't thank your fan base enough for every single message and outreach that I got the past 24 hours. So just God bless everyone. And Jr. Thank you again. Um, for allowing me to have this platform every single night to raise awareness to somebody that lost their life at the age of 35 years old to uh, melanoma. So I love you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Ah, no problem. Now you you just got to go out there and run the Boston Marathon. What is that, March? Oh, oh, I didn't realize that was next. Uh, well, you got to qualify. I didn't qualify. My time's not good enough. When are um, you going to Berlin? Uh, well, that's part of the six. That's part of the six marathons. So let me let me break three hours in the New York City first. Wait, wait, wait. Then wait, we'll wait. talk Boston. I, I'm not – Boston is the – You cannot just run the Boston Marathon? You just can't do that? Oh, you knew – no, see, I, I I know you knew that. No. no. If you – no, no, no. If you – why can't you go race the Boston Marathon? Oh, you're because, not fast enough? No, no. So you have to be – well, I'm not fast enough. So you have to be an elite type of runner or you have to be uh, a citizen of Boston for right. a certain amount of years. I, I, I am not either. If I break Man. three hours, so if you break three hours next year at the age of 38, what that entails is it gives you about a 70 to 80% chance of qualifying for Boston. There's still no guarantee. Well, how do you run Berlin? You got to move to Germany? I don't know how you run Berlin. I know for Boston, there's a specific time barrier that you have to meet. I'm not there yet. Um, LA, LA has a marathon, right? I'm pr- yeah. I'm, I'm all the major cities do absolutely. Don't but, breathe. Don't breathe the air, bro. But there don't is right. The but air. there is this. There is the major six. There's there's Berlin. There's London. There's Chicago. Right. There's New York. There's Boston, and then there's Tokyo. Um, those are the major six. In order to qualify for Berlin, I haven't looked into that. Quite frankly, I don't feel like spending that much money to fly across the world just to run a marathon. Oh, it's just over the ocean. <laughs> yeah, far. yeah. Well, listen, Jr. I mean, we don't. Not all of us make Jr. You know, Jr. Kind of living. Uh, sure. But 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 Jr. But it. But I, I will tell you this, man. Like, um, I, if if I do break three hours, what I will also promise you is I will cry like Caleb Williams. What? Listen, go do it, man. You got a you got a whole year, so knock yourself out. I appreciate you, man. No, but in all, in all seriousness, Jr. Like, I'm gonna think of how we can be creative about this. I'm listen. I'm if I were the one running, 
I would I would say a, a lot of things, but I'm not the one doing it. So <laughs> I can't do anything but say, hey, I'm I'm here. And, yeah. Uh, hey, look, man, we, we do a uh, – I don't know how long it is. I don't know how long. Five miles here in Atlanta? Longer. They they do one. They you do guys it don't on, have uh, – wait a minute. Atlanta's huge. Y'all don't have a marathon? It's not like a full, full marathon. Really? No. Atlanta is huge, but it's, it's sprawling huge. Like uh, – they do what is it? Uh, fourth, not Fourth of July. What's that other one? May thirty first. Memorial Day. Yeah, they do something. See, yeah, if I don't if, if you were to tell me, Jr., that that um, places like Bangor, Maine, right, right, or like Anchorage, Alaska, didn't have marathons, I can I can understand that. But the weather is so welcoming for a marathon in Atlanta. That's what doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I mean, well, what do you what do you want from me? I just I, I think that could be a cash cow for the city of Atlanta. Wait, there's a full in on it. There's a full marathon here. So. Uh, that's what I that's what I would have thought because yeah, Atlanta, nobody, there's too many it's people. It's not the it's not the the one that people care about, bro. Well, they care enough. Look, look, New York City is the biggest marathon in the world. Yeah, well, how many people ran that thing yesterday? 40, 50,000? It was 6 I believe it was over 60, I think 51,000 finished. 51,000 people. 51,000 plus. And there were millions of people that actually showed up and, and watched. What's the, what, what's the funniest sign that you saw? <laughs> um, uh, I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just here for the beer. <laughs> Somebody had a sign that said, I'm here for the beer? <laughs> yes. Somebody said, run like your ex is chasing you. I, I, didn't, the, see, I, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I would have ran faster if I saw that one. Yeah, some of the best signs that I saw, I can't repeat here on the uh, the radio, but congratulations to you for running the marathon. Thank uh, you. New York City streets are are not fun to run on, and uh, listen, man, kudos to you. That's that's absolutely amazing that you did that. Thank you, Shep, and and for sharing that story. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Shep ran the New York City Marathon, and we got a, a New York City team. I guess they represent New York City. They do. They suck. They're not winners like Shep. The New York Jets are still losing here to the Chargers, 17-6. to And speaking of losers representing New York City, uh, congratulations, the Knicks just won. But also, the New York Giants. Can things get any worse for them? They did. I'll tell you what happened on the other side. We're just getting warmed up. It's the JR Sport Brief Show, CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. to hear from you. Call him now at 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4227. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. Monday Night Football, the Chargers lead the Jets 17-6. The New York Jets are trying to get into their own red zone to at least maybe possibly put a touchdown uh, on the board, and between the New York Jets and the, the Giants, I don't know who's worse. Well, let me correct myself. I know who's worse. It's, uh, it's the New York Giants. They're worse, but the New York Jets' offense is just as pathetic. At least the New York Giants, they have more of an excuse, okay? Daniel Jones, who comes back from a, 
a bruised, busted-up neck yesterday, misses three games. He comes back, and he, he, he has a torn ACL. He goes down at the end of the first. He comes back out at the second, crumbles to the floor, and the New York Giants lose to the Raiders. A first-time head coach, Antonio Pierce. And New York Giants couldn't throw the ball with, with DeVito out there, and they got, they got nothing. They lose 30-6. to The Raiders were literally celebrating after the game by smoking cigars in the locker room. I guess for the first time all season long, now that Josh McDaniels is gone, the Raiders had something to celebrate. Josh Jacobs, 98 yards, rushing two touchdowns. <laughs> Raiders had eight sacks. Max Crosby had three of them. It was just embarrassing. And then we all learned today, really, that Daniel Jones is out with an ACL tear. They just gave this dude $160 million. The Giants got a record of 2-7. and seven. They're going nowhere. This is what Brian Dayball said today with his announcement. We got the uh, MRI back, so he has a torn ACL. We have DeVito. Uh, Barkley's on a practice squad, and you know, we've, we haven't been back, for, we've been back for less than 12 hours. So um, you know, I have some meetings today with Joe uh, as the day goes on, and we'll see where it goes. Pick up some bum off the street. And at this point, they might as well lose the rest of the game so they can get their hands on a quarterback because you can't just cut Daniel Jones. It's going to be cost prohibitive for a man who's in year one of a four-year deal. And so whether it happens to be Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr., Caleb Williams, if the New York Giants are in a position to snatch up a QB, even though the New York Giants need the world, I think you take your chances on a QB if you find someone that you think you can go out there and roll the dice with. Brian Dayball, not a happy head coach, having to discuss an injury to his uh, young quarterback who can never stay healthy, uh, Antonio Pierce. He was on the opposite end, picked up his first career coaching victory. I don't know how many of them there will be after this season, but Antonio Pierce, he was happy that they whooped up on the Giants. This is a great team win. This is a great win for Raider Nation, the fans, our players, our organization. I'm proud to, to have you know, the opportunity to coach these gentlemen, and we're going to do it again next week. Yeah. The Giants are pathetic, man. They got the Cowboys next. The Cowboys are going to be looking for some get back after losing to the Eagles. They got the Commanders. They have the Patriots. They got the Packers. I think that's supposed to be a primetime game. I expect that game to be flexed the hell out of primetime. And the Raiders, well, they take on these garbage New York Jets in Las Vegas. So that should be interesting. Darius Slayton, a wide receiver on the New York Giants who might as well not exist because there's no one to throw him the ball. Uh, obviously not happy that his quarterback is done. Disappointing. You know, you don't you don't ever want to see any of your teammates go down. But um, for me personally, you know, being here my, my whole career with DJ and uh, kind of just a natural connection and receiver and quarterback guys. Look, I said at this point, both the New York Jets and the Giants just need to go out there and combine teams. Like they need to combine rosters so we can, well, a defense would be absolutely amazing. Jets have a good defense. Giants have some great def, uh, difference makers. The offenses are pathetic, man. Like, this is, this is sad. Like, New York City deserves better than these two crap teams running around out there trying to figure things out. 
And so last year for the New York Giants, nine and nine and seven and one, and going to the postseason, postseason beating the Minnesota Vikings, all fools go. And the worst of what could have possibly happened has happened. Daniel Jones goes back to being just just hurt all the time. Whether it's a bruised neck, now he comes back and he tears an ACL. Saquon Barkley tore his ACL, and now Saquon's back, and I guess Saquon will have another high ankle sprain next. Like, the the Giants season is lost. Like, what they they could have done last year, they're going to have to do this go-round because they're not winning anything. And there's not going to be no gigantic contracts handed out. And, yeah, the New York Giants didn't trade Saquon, and now I guess they got to go ahead and pay him, I don't know what, $10 million plus to be on a losing team? There should be no reason the New York Giants aren't selecting at the top of the draft. Now, do they want to go ahead and get a quarterback? Sit one of these young guys that there's no guarantee that it's going to work? Because Daniel Jones ain't going to work. I mean, by the time that the Giants get rid of Daniel Jones or ready to eat the back end of his contract, the Giants are still going to suck. You might as well go out there and get a young QB, pay Daniel Jones until you can let him loose, and roll the dice. The New York Giants are, are in a full reset. They ain't going nowhere. Absolutely nowhere. And poor Caleb Williams. I mean, if he's crying after loss to Washington, I, is he someone that could play in New York? Yeah, not, not too big of a deal. Hey, Shep, did you find any issue with this dude crying after the game? Um. None. I, I'm, I'm trying to. In in so, I, I I have an issue. I have an issue that he didn't leave himself opening for questions when he was was crying. Um, I felt like he was. Dis, I felt like he dismissed himself prematurely. So I didn't like that because I think he faced the music. But I have no problem with him being vulnerable. Yeah, and I I heard plenty of people say, oh, he's out here crying, and is an NFL team going to want to dra- – listen, a man's going to get drafted. And I know the defense for USC has been hot garbage and getting rid of the defensive coordinator. So has he had to pick up more of the slack? Yeah, yeah, I guess. And I got no problem with him being emotional. He ran up into the crowd with his family and covered up his face as he boo-hooed. And, uh, you know, afterwards, yeah, he did sit in a press conference which certainly looked up very professional to me for all the money that he's making. And he decided that he didn't want to participate really in, in answering too many questions. You know what? This is, this is what we're going to do. The phone lines are open. That's 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. We're going to talk about Caleb Williams on the other side of the break. We're going to hear from him from that press conference We're going to get into Craig Council just shocking the hell out of everybody by now being the manager of the Cubs. We're going to talk about Jim Harbaugh, who is, uh, I guess, ready to sue if there's a big enough punishment coming. We'll talk about the Chiefs and the Eagles looking like the cream of the crop in the AFC and NFC. We got a lot to do. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're 
listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. First off, I just want to say mad respect for your show. You always uh, got a lot of good points. I agree with a lot of things you say. I just want to say I love your show. Me and my grandpa listen to it every night. I needed a JR fix tonight, and I'm glad you're on. Call in now at 855-212-4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief show here on CBS Sports Radio. Monday Night Football. What can I say? New York Jets, they may be down more than 17-6 to right now. Uh, The Chargers trying to march their way into the red zone. So we'll keep you up to date on that game as it continues on. Before we did go to break, we talked about the other New York team. Uh, The New York Giants, they're without Daniel Jones for the rest of the season. It's official. He has a torn ACL. Uh, He's probably going to be out maybe at the beginning of next season, or he might be back. Uh, right on time. It seems that athletes return faster from ACL tears, uh, you know, than than years prior. And I said that the New York Giants, they they should be out there uh, if they have an opportunity to go and select a quarterback in the draft. And they're going to be quite a few quarterbacks available, including the man who won the Heisman last year. And I don't know about this year, especially when you're crying in the stands after a loss. And that's Caleb Williams. He still has amazing numbers this season, almost 3,000 yards passing, 28 touchdowns to go along with only four interceptions. But when you think about the pace that he was on earlier in the season, it looked like he might match close to the damn near 50 touchdowns that he threw last season. But his numbers are are comparable to other dudes like Bo Nix, who has 25 touchdowns, or or Michael Penix, who has 26. And so it's not a runaway here for Caleb Williams on USC, who, quite frankly, after losing to Washington this past Saturday, they ain't going nowhere. And he was able to go and throw for 300 yards to go along with three touchdowns, but he was real emotional after the game, going up and greeting his family, uh, his mom putting, like, a, a card in front of his face so no one could see him kind of weeping into her arms, and it was a big deal. It was a big to-do, people seeing him be emotional and cry, even though we did not see his face. But by the time Caleb Williams went to the post-game press conference, he was joined by about four or five teammates, who the majority of them sat down, and he kind of stood up against the wall, and he's leaning back against the wall, and he's kind of like, ah, I'm here because I have to be here. I'm just here so I don't get fined. Given... Marshawn Lynch type energy and then you know he was ultimately asked like well how you feeling what are you gonna do what are you gonna do to get over the loss and all he could think about was going home listen to this I want to go home and cuddle with my dog and watch some shows I don't know what like you know we lost the game uh something to work hard for throughout months years to have big games like this try and go win play your best um, each and every one of us. Um, we came out with the loss today. So emotionally, I want to go home and I want to lay with my dog. He didn't, Shep, how come you didn't say anything about studying for finals? Why didn't he say anything about that? You're a funny guy, JR. I'm just trying to figure out. He's a student athlete. I know he's making, what, like $2, 3000000 million a year? He can he can go home and study. <laughs> I was waiting for that. But, yeah, we, we know student athletes making a few million. He, he pays somebody to study for him. Look, I have no issue with this dude going out there and boohooing and crying because at the end of the day, what he does out on the field is going to speak more for him 
than anything that takes place in the stands. Now, I understand not everyone shares that sentiment. They're going to be general managers that don't share that sentiment. But if he can go out there and light guys up, people aren't going to care. I mean, I I don't want to say this is a new world and a new era. Caleb Williams had to defend wearing nail polish, uh, you know, about a season ago, months ago. Not something that I would do, but, hey, man, if he can go out there and throw 50 touchdowns, I don't think NFL teams are going to care. And in times, I don't want to say they're changing, but they are. My apologies for the cliche. And so as long as Caleb Williams can go out there and throw 50 touchdowns, I think teams are going to be more concerned with, I don't know, a cold regression as opposed to him going up in the stands. I got no problem with it. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. Kane is here from D.C. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. How you doing tonight, gentlemen? Well, I think I speak for both of us. We're good. What's up? Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing well. Uh, let me. As far as Caleb Williams crying after the game, I was born in 1986. Yes, I have a problem with him crying on the field. I absolutely do. I most certainly do. As a leader, you don't ever let your men see you see you shake ever. You don't. And not to mention, look, I'm from Southeast. I'm from DC. You don't run around crying, coming from where we at, and having people think that's how we get down. Second, I heard you say, hey, it may not affect him. Yeah, you can say that, but I'll say Carson Wentz. This dude was an MVP candidate, and now he's looking for a job because of his mental. If you cannot make it when stuff gets tough, which it always does, no matter what you're doing in life, you will perish. No, there's no room for that type of weakness. You're crying, you let everybody see it. After your mom had to hide you, what are you for? Nah, nah, you need to get over that, Holmes. You need to get over that. You need to toughen up. You need to take that nail polish off, and you need to stop crying. Okay. Well, thank you, King, for calling from D.C. I don't think anybody cares if he throws four and five touchdowns in a game. Daniel's calling from Maryland. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, how's it going? It's going damn good. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, I, I, I honestly have the complete opposite opinion. I mean, are we going to talk about Aaron Donald crying on the field and say he's emotionally not able to – to play anymore i mean like what i don't understand how this guy can go out and play every single game they're ranked preseason number six in the country they're supposed to play for a national championship and granted even a, a pac-12 championship they get eliminated from that of course he's going to be upset is he supposed to uh smile and run off the field like nothing happened i mean i get it people are going to be upset he's crying on the field um it looks bad but He's going to go out and he's going to play, and he's probably the best quarterback prospect that I've seen in the last couple of years to where if these GMs feel a certain way about it, go ahead and pass up on him, and, and you'll regret it in a couple of years. I mean, I don't understand the stigma of, like, this mental, mental toughness that these guys are supposed to have. If, if you lose a game, you lose your third game of the season, they're supposed to uh, fight for a national championship. He's, a, he's allowed to be upset. You know – this is I, – I agree with you, Daniel. Thank you for calling from Maryland. And this is where I think things uh, get a little dicey here. I don't think it matters if the players don't care. And I would really tend to think that if I'm in the USC locker room, I'm looking at Caleb Williams and I'm going, he's the best player on our team. He's one of the best players in the country. 
I think most of the dudes in that USC locker room, I think they all understand that, hey, if anybody is going to be successful, he has the chance of being the most successful dude in this entire room. And so I don't think there's a lack of respect from his peers because his peers know, hey, he's the reason why we're actually winning games, why we're, why we're even in. It's him. And so, yes, if, if this was the professional ranks, I, I might think a little bit different. Okay, how many times have we seen, and I know it's not football, it's basketball only, oh, less physical, right? How many times we see these dudes crying at, at, at the NCAA tournament? Young men crying on the bench after being eliminated. And, yeah, he didn't go to a tournament. There is no, no college football tournament. We know we have the playoff, but we ain't push, pushing out 64 and 68 teams. He's not going to play for a Pac-12 championship. He went and cried. Boo-hoo, what's the big deal? And I know it's football and no crying in baseball and no crying in football. Boo-hoo. It's real simple. It's a very simple equation. As long as that man can throw that rock, no one is going to care. Can I ask you a question, JR? Go for it. So I'm so glad you brought up those examples because you're spot on. The two individuals I think of when it comes to crying in sports, the ultimate alphas, are LeBron after the 2016 title with the famous Cleveland This Is For You when the broadcast decided to go away from him for some reason, but we all could tell he was crying. And then Michael Jordan, not because his father died when he won the title in 96, but I'm talking about that first title when he's on the ground hugging that trophy and you just see emotion just absolutely bawling from him. And so is it okay if you win, you can cry? That's acceptable. But if you lose and it's heartbreaking and devastating, Therefore, it's not okay to cry? Like, I don't understand the difference. Well, we, we know that already. It's, there's tears of joy and there's tears of pain and tears of weakness. And it's, it's not even just a sports thing. It's a societal thing. You can cry tears of joy. It's okay. But you can't cry after you lose because there's, there's no crying. But aren't they emanating from the same thing, JR? Because there is an overwhelming amount of care and time and dedication that you put into it and therefore your emotions because of how much you're invested into it it just gets the better of you like i think this is a great sign if you are a caleb williams proponent and supporter it's, it's, it's not it's not the same because when you lose or you fall down or you fail society tells you that suck it up get back up and go and so nobody wants to see the guy crying. Nobody cares about anybody's problems. Well, Suck Jared, it up you, and keep on Sure, going. but you also remember this in infamously. You remember 2011? Remember the last time we saw Eric Dampier was he was standing next to Chris Bosh when Chris Bosh was falling down yeah, crying? pick him up Exactly. And, and Chris Bosh got clowned. Yeah. And then what happened the very next season? He just happened to get the most important rebound in the history of Heat franchise, right? So, like, we got to be careful with the examples we're using for so many people that are attacking Caleb Williams right now because because crying shows how much you care and that ultimately that energy is going to go into rectifying whatever the problem that exists is. Yeah, that's that's a nice thing to say. But reality, I agree with you. Reality is different. Like if somebody is crying, people are going to clown them. This is just it's just the world that we live in. Like, hey, somebody's crying and crying is, is showing weakness. It's just it's what it is. It don't matter to me. I don't care. Like I said. Nail polish, touchdowns, his peers don't care. I think you'd find talent evaluators who care more. 
you know, someone who said they were born in, in, in 1986, he's like, oh, I mean, that ain't that old, bruh. Like, there's enough people running around who were born in 86 wearing nail polish and playing football, or maybe not playing it, but it is, yeah, the times change, errors change. You know, are you going to catch me wearing nail polish and crying? No, I don't care, but if different strokes for different folks. Can you go out there and get the results? And as long as he can get the results, ain't no big deal. 855-212-4CBS. Marshall is here from Milwaukee where there was a guy who just left Milwaukee for Chicago. What's up, Marshall? Well, good evening, guys. I've been, been waiting a while, but I've enjoyed every minute of your conversation. It's been been very fun to listen to and all the different viewpoints. I'll get into the crying thing another time, but uh, – just a quick, I'm a big tennis guy. Uh, you want to talk about somebody that had to face yes. the music today. It was Jessica Bagula after Sweet Tech destroyed her 6-1, 6-love. It was tough to watch, but I'll tell you what, Sweet Tech's an incredible talent. And But Jessica Bagula was just so classy. She faced the music and, you Marshall, know, still had a great I, tournament. And Marshall, I, I, I got to be honest, Marshall. It is, uh, let's see, it's November 6th. You got you got to hit me up uh, next year about the tennis right now. Sorry about that. You bet. Sure. That's fine. But uh, but I, but it did. But she faced the music very classy. Well, her and dad, the, her dad team, the, her dad's team, they lost the Buffalo Bills. Yep, I know. Hey, Marshall, hold hold on. You wasted some time on tennis. I got to get you on the other side of the break. Okay. Okay, we'll talk about Craig Council. Okay. All right. Hey, Shep, what was <laughs> you telling me about a uh, Pugula? I mean. Tennis? Well, Jessica, right now in so, November. So, so, so I was on the phone, so I missed some of that. But I know she's the highest-ranked American female tennis player. That I know. It's well, November, Coco, right? There's Coco Golf and then there's Pagula. But to your point, you inspired him that much. He wanted to bring out an individual sport to make his reference. It's November. Well, the Australian French Open, Open well, Wimbledon, the Australian, the Australian Open's coming Open. in two months. <laughs> it's almost there. Yeah. Djokovic just won Paris. Don't uh, hit me up at the beginning of the year, man. When we get to Australian Open. Ain't worried about that right now. It's the JR Sport Re Show here on CBS Sports Radio. Newsflash, the New York Jets are pathetic. Losing to the Chargers right now, 20 to 6. The game can't end soon enough. Less than five minutes left. I'll get some more of your calls. Hey, Bill Belichick sent some funny things. We'll hear from him talk about Craig Council here on CBS Sports Radio. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.